Welcome to the Future Self Podcast. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 2. Discussion number 2. Discussion with my fucking best mate. The person who's been there through so many of my highs and lows. Who's been there through so many of my good times, my bad times. The struggles, the fucking unsures. This man has brought me down when I've needed to if my ego goes too high. He's brought me up if I've needed to if I've been struggling a little bit. He's someone I've allowed myself to become my true self around, which is quite rare these days. I don't always become my full personality. And and by that, we spend half the time just fucking around and goofing around. Uh, He's someone I'm very inspired by, especially training mentality, his morals, the way that people just click with him and how comfortable he makes people. But this is discussion number two with my best mate, Max. So welcome. Thank you. It's good to be on. Finally, after watching so many pod episodes, always, you know, talking about coming on. We actually, at your old crib, joked around, thought, oh, what would it be like me coming on the pod? And we, you know, set up the camera. We just couldn't stop laughing for like five, ten minutes. This will never work. But here we are. Discussion. It's really funny when we did it the first time because out of anyone in my life i wanted to interview you the most like i wanted it to i really wanted to do it with you and then when we did the sit down joke around one i was like this fucking sucks man like (laughs) i was like this is gonna be so hard to do and i was i was i was lost but we're here now and it feels a little bit more comfortable obviously there's been a lot more growth on both ends um a lot more growth on my end as someone speaking and sharing my story but i was actually surprised when you committed to it now and then you fucking said that nothing's off limits Mm. which if i'm being honest was actually quite surprising because you're a very humble and open individual uh but you can be quite to yourself at times yeah that is very true and it was only and this was maybe going back a month now when we went to sydney for dinner which was like probably the first time we've been mates for what years and years and years been through heaps together when I finally in the car, it was like the first time I've proper, you know, opened up. We're having a discussion about work and career paths and that. It was the first time where I've been like, oh, like getting heated and feeling attacked and getting all flustered and like not lashed out, but was kind of like, yeah, well, this is this and try like let my kind of I know it all go and actually listen and take in some info, which was hectic and we kind of both up that discussion went from i think heathcote maccas to like upwards of sydney harbour bridge of like on that one topic which is like a good 40 minutes of me being my most vulnerable self yeah it's really interesting you can be friends with someone for so long but there's still so much you can dive deeper into or you can still open yourself up so much more and this is it actually highlights an interesting topic to talk to you guys about just quickly So many of the podcasts that I post, I always have people messaging me going, uh, was this about me? Or they'll message going, fuck, you know, like I felt attacked in that one. I always say that no podcast is specifically about anyone, but if you do relate to something or something does feel like a direct call out or highlight or accountability, it could be something worth changing. But it was really interesting when we did go for that drive because being close mates, you kind of feel like you're on an equal playing field. And it's a weird dynamic I always learn, uh, I always see in people that 
close friends don't always learn a lot from each other unless you allow each other to do so. So if I was trying to give you advice about something like the vulnerability or the self-development, it can kind of be taken as bro, like I, I know it, it, it's all good, but you didn't react like that after the first initial reaction. And the first one, there was that friction of, I don't want to fucking talk about it or, you know, I don't want to get into it because you are such a genuinely happy and confident individual. And I've got a few questions about that, which I might as well just ask after this sentence. Um, but it was really interesting to see yourself, let yourself be vulnerable because mm. vulnerability is something that people can hide and seem as if things are fine, but everyone has their own struggles and their own, their own challenges. Why did you just succumb to it? Like when we were, I'll get just, you gave some context, but some quick context is we're heading up to Sydney for like an annual fucking dinner we go for. We dressed up in tuxedos. We just, <laughs> it was, it was all jokes and we went somewhere really expensive and fine dining. It was really nice. And Max was making some changes in his life, which are things I'm experienced in. And I'm experienced with so many of the people that I work with one-to-one -one in coaching. And I started giving some advice or asking some questions and it was met with friction, which is, it's understandable. That's normal because people it's fucking nerve wracking if someone's reading the, the actuality of the situation and they seem as if they have control over it when you don't have control over it yourself. Why did you just kind of after the initial bark, sit back a little bit and then let the convo actually flow for about an hour? Well, I think I can't remember what the initial question was, but it was, I was so in my head about it and it was so uncomfortable like with the, I think it was a module I was doing in the course I'm studying. It is personal training course in my Cert 3. Obviously something you're very experienced in. As we were talking about, and it was something that was just eating me up. And you kind of get that, um, I don't know if it's a pride or an ego thing. It's like, I don't want to hear it from him, but I know he knows so much. And I think after you just, you, would, you weren't drilling me, but you were giving me answers that I should want to hear, but I just couldn't handle it. I think once I started to realize, I was like, if I don't listen and I do, I know, I know, I know, like I'm not going to learn anything. And I think after the first time I let go, everything after that was just information coming in and it wasn't just like a flogging it off or just like a hearing it and not listening type of thing. Yeah. I kind of let myself get information off someone who's obviously a close mate. You, you said you're on that equal playing field and you don't want to let that yeah. slip, but like I realize I'm not going to grow unless I let that thing slip and learn from someone's experience. Like if you were going to, you know, do something in the building industry or something like DIY or whatever, like I'm obviously going to tell you what you need to do yeah. and that equal playing field drive. Oh no, nah, I'll just learn it online or something somewhere else yeah. type of thing. Yeah. It's, it's whoever hasn't watched season three, episode one with Alec, watch that because it's really interesting. Me and Alec used to have the same, relationship where you're close mates but you have that you hold that one-to-one -one, like we're just as good as each other i can't learn from each other and then alec and i broke that down and then when we broke that down it it changed a lot more in what we're able to talk about and a lot of mine and max's relationship initially had been me very headstrong very assertive in my answers and the direction i want and you being more just chill, more placid, um, a little bit more just relaxed or, or conflict avoidant. And then there were times where you became less conflict avoidant and that didn't marry together in the dynamics so well, which was then my role to step back a little bit. Like I needed to 
grow my person um, or like myself to allow us to have those good conversations, which was then sick because now the things we can talk about, it's more a gain from each other rather than the, uh, I don't want to paint our friendship as if we're fucking competitive or we go (laughs) against each other. I think it's just any natural relationship, especially in young boys, like you're both, you're all, you're trying to find your footing and you all think, you know, you know what you know and my mate that's the same age doing similar things doesn't know fucking better than me, but it's sick that we can learn from each other. Like mm. I brought you in today to learn how to fucking to hang that thing <laughs> up on the wall because I couldn't fucking do it, uh, but we just decided to keep it there. Now, over the weekend, you competed in your first major CrossFit event. Yeah. This fucker competes in a local comp every fucking second weekend, which is crazy. He trains more than anyone I know. He trains about three times the amount I do in a year. It's crazy. But you did your first big one, like big stage, uh, big eyes on you, big names, everything like that. Not to broad the question too much, but what what was that like as an experience? Um, Well... Yeah, down under championships in Wollongong. It's uh, probably Australia's biggest off-season CrossFit event. I remember watching it last year, like watching everyone in the team um, category and the individual going like, Fuck, I'd love to be out there. I've just been doing these like little local comps, like which are like well and good. Like you need to do them before you do the big ones. Um, but like I'd never get nervous for these little ones or as nervous until like Thursday we had the briefing and that I was – Went in, got our gear and all that. It was all like pretty surreal. Like I rocked up straight from work and I was, um, went met all the boys there. I seen all these big names and you're kind of like, oh, this is, this is like full on. Um, and Friday, I've never been like so nervous in my life for an event. Like just expectation and like having it all real. Like I barely ate on Friday morning. Um, but after that first event that we did, I was like, shit, this is, where I belong, like this, not to sound corny, like sounds really corny, it, but it tr- truly does. When you're on there, you're like, Fuck, like competing is what I want to do, and especially in the team um, aspect of it, where you're sharing that win, or even just sharing the event with two other dudes that you're best mates with. That is like something else. Which I wanted to do the individual category. I didn't qualify for individuals. I was about 20, 25 spots off, but um. Qualifying for teams is blessing in disguise. Like I think I had so much more fun in teams than I would have in individual. Just the pressure on yourself in individual, and just in teams like strength and weaknesses, you can pick up slack everywhere because you got two other teammates to work with. It was just yeah, it was a blast. I had so much fun after that first event. It was just flowing like in the car after that break that ice. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. flowed from there. It was sick. Fuck yeah! I support so many of my people to an extent that I can't even express. But I don't think I support anyone more than I support you. Like the comps you do, whenever it's not during times or non-negotiable for work, I'll be fucking screaming, yelling my lungs out. Like seeing you do those things and being in your atmosphere and environment is so sick. Like I'm sitting there. <laughs> seeing you do things and getting goosebumps or feeling fucking proud, but it's not even me on the floor. Like watching you do that shit is so fucking sick. There was, was it event one, the muscle up, the beach run? Yeah. Yeah. Fucking event one was this ridiculous run, which is a distance of a, a fucking PB run for me almost like the <laughs> run alone. And it was on sand carrying a fucking um, sand ball or yeah. Sand ball. 60 kilo sand ball. Yeah. Ridiculous. And then he comes back in and does 30 muscle ups unbroken which was fucked. Like my back was aching just 
No, for real. Watching that was fucked. A question I had though in a team environment or the team event, were you nervous about letting the others down or were you nervous about the role you played? Uh, hugely letting others down. I know I wouldn't inside because when you're in that team atmosphere, you're like, I don't want to be in like, you don't want to be embarrassing and let the other two dudes down. Like they're there to compete. It's like you do everything to not, you don't want to be that slacker. And that's why I was super nervous, even though I knew I wouldn't be that person and none of the boys would. I think we all had that individual nervousness of being that person. And even when you come off the field, like everyone did their bit and everyone like tried their hardest. You're still like, oh, fuck, did I do enough? Like, did I carry that ball for long enough and shit like that? Like, I know Kobe, he was one of the teammates. He carried the ball on the soft sand out. He had the soft sand at the very end. And like when we, we had to walk up the stairs to the lighthouse we had a 70 kilo ball we were doing cleans with he was the last on the cleans and then i remember him running back and he was like huffing and puffing like he was at his rev limiter and he took the ball and ran the last bit of soft sand again and he came in he goes oh i'm so sorry boys you want to look at each other and laugh you go mate you've just done like astronomical amount of work like you know (laughs) yeah it's really interesting that the reality you create in your own head is always different from what the actuality of situations are like he was probably kicking himself on the way in thinking i haven't done well or i didn't give it my best effort and use a you and tom so shout out kobe and tom because they're the other teammates um are both looking at him going fuck like you you carried what you needed to like you put your part in for that workout which is like everything I always say to every client that I work with, that the way you perceive your reality isn't always the way things are. Um, and that's why I always tell people not to get too in their head about how things are because whilst he's feeling like he let you guys down, you guys are just in awe of how much effort he put in and I'm on the sideline thinking, fuck, these these guys are fucking insane. <laughs> so like the, the situation is the situation but you create your own reality and like you create your own experience of it. That's why things aren't always set in stone. So you, <coughs> why do you have to fucking call? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that's why things aren't always set in stone. And that's why I always say to people like you can live the life you want to live because it's all a choice. Now you work a big ass fucking week. You train fucking hours on hours. How many hours a week? Uh, I rock in from work at about 3.45 by the time I sit down and, you know, reevaluate life for a bit for 15 minutes and actually start warming up, usually from 4 till about 7. There's a bit of fucking around in between that, but usually like two strength pieces, a workout, accessories. How many days a week? Uh, doubles on Saturday, so I'd say an accumulative of maybe 12, 14 hours of training a week, so... Yeah, six days. Yeah, it's a lot. Two questions with that. One, how do you feel that you need to put in the same level of effort as others who don't work and only live and breathe CrossFit? And the second part with that is how do you not use that as an excuse? Um, Good question. So when I first started, I remember coming in obviously after work and I wasn't really competitive at that point. It was just a bunch of dudes in the gym training. And then probably a year on as I started getting, you know, really into it, quit footy, started, you know, getting into the competitive side of it. I was starting to, you know, ramp my sessions up, went from probably an hour to an hour and a half and, you know, one piece to doing two pieces. 
I was watching the boys and they're like, shout out to Zach, Luke. Like those boys train like absolute madmen. Like I know I train like a madman, a lot of people's eyes, but then you see the hours that I do compared to these boys. They're doing like another five, ten hours on top of what I do. And I'm thinking, fuck, like they got all this time to train. Like I'll never get to that point where they are because they got more time than me. And I did have it as an excuse under my belt if I came in from work. And I wouldn't win a workout or I'd get really shit in a workout. I'd be like, yeah, but I just worked eight hours. So yeah. that's why I'm not going to win. Yeah. And it was only to like that mindset's going to get you absolutely nowhere. So until you, until I flip that mindset of like, no, I should have this as, yeah, I worked eight hours today. But if I can come in and do my best and even if I get close, I'm like, there's nothing to them. Like they're doing what they're doing, like the full-time athlete kind of style of training like good on them but if i can get even close to that while working an eight hour day i'm like that is like fucking insane fucking insane and if you don't have that as an excuse under your belt when you do get closer or you do win that workout and you get close you're like i'm doing this and i'm doing the eight hour day like it even becomes more prestigious yeah in your own head like it doesn't have to be for everyone you can keep to yourself like you as long as you know that you worked like hard fucking day on the tools and then come in and do that you're like it's just such more of a i want to say like a drive for yourself you're like no i can do this and do that and get to that level eventually i would like to be at the point where i can get more training because obviously recovery is affected and stuff like that and i would like a bit more time to train maybe split it into two sessions but like for the meantime doing what i'm doing and get like where i've gotten to where i'm at now I'm super proud of. How did you learn to self-validate that though? Because any achievement, it's always nice when you share it. How did you differentiate the switch between, oh, well, boys, I worked a big fucking day, like I'm tired, to then just shutting up, doing the workout, let's say coming third between all you guys and not saying any anything about it. Like how did you learn to change that situation? So there is self-validation for that, but there's also that. also like external people who kind of comment in. So like I'd have the odd person say to me like, oh, like you're doing so well considering you've worked today. And it's like that constant reminder in yourself. So having people also say to me like, you're doing so well. And that's why compliments are so good. And telling people, anyone in the gym, like how well they're doing, no matter what they got going on. And when people say, oh, fact that you work all day and do, I don't want to make this all about me working and training, but when people come and say, oh, like the fact that you're working all day and you've like you're doing this at this level it's like it feels really good and i think that's where i get a lot of the validation there is self-validation but i think a lot of it is like other people looking in and telling me and giving those compliments and that's why they're important too how do you not how do you not tap out of something and use the excuse of i worked hard i kind of asked the question before but in the midst of a workout because there's always that period where you get the head noise so for instance Um, I ran my first 10K yesterday and when I was running it, the um, the app told me 3Ks in. I was like, yeah, this is, you know, I'm fucking cruising. And then it got to five and then I started feeling that, oh, fuck this, like it's hard. What's the point? Why am I doing it? And then I started thinking, oh, well, seven and a half is the most I've ever done. I'll just do that. And then I got to six and I was like, fuck yeah, only 1500 meters more and I'll be done. And then I got to the seven and I was like, what am I doing? Like, no, the goal's 10. I'm, I'm going to do the 10. Like, I want to reach the 10. 
how after a fucking eight hour day in the summer Australian heat, uh, do you not in the middle of a workout go, oh, fuck, you know, you've, you've worked hard enough during this workout, like, and you've done a big day, that enough's enough. How do you tap into the mindset that doesn't consider you worked a big day? Yeah, mindset's a hard thing because obviously it's very individualized for everyone. It's hard to sometimes explain your mindset, but I think goal setting is a massive one that comes into play with mindset. So having a guy... Like, a big goal of mine is to make it to the Torian Pro, which is a semi-final, which is a top 40 now in Australia. And that's been a goal of mine for maybe two a year to two years now, like going up there each year and watching the boys compete. It's the same as down under, watching go, I'm like, fuck, I would love to be out there. Having that, like drilling that into your mind, like I have it on my whiteboard in my room, like just constant reminders of it, like mid-workout, having that drilled into it into your mind and having that so vivid in there you're always thinking about it and you know if you're bitching out of something or you're not doing the extra this or the extra that you're like you're not going to get there because not everyone else who wants to be there is doing those things Mm. so if you're slacking back like that's just an extra extra step ahead that that person's getting and each day they'll just accumulate and accumulate if you're you know pussying out of it like it it does happen from time to time. I'd be lying if I said that every workout I do, I go like hell for leather and I don't bitch out. Like there's been times in workouts, even like recently where I've gone, fuck this and just sandbagged it. Like it just happens. You can't be perfect and go through every workout nailing it and never quitting. Like I'm sure there's people out there who do do that, but it's just, it's not practical. Like it does happen from time to time. When you have had a big day, doesn't matter how like how hard I'm pushing through. I'm like, I can't. Like I'm fucked, yeah. fully fucked. And that's when I guess you do step back and go, oh, I just worked a big day, blah blah blah. And you, switching in and out of that's really hard sometimes. But you, know, you try your best to fuck push it. Up. Topic change. Mm. So to curveball you a little bit because you're not prepared for something, you can answer with a vulnerable answer. What's the biggest struggle you have in your life at the moment? Like what's the biggest challenge overall? Mm. Well, people who know me, usually a pretty happy person. Like I try to stay stress-free. Usually I'm stress-free. Like I grew up pretty lucky. Live on the South Coast, in the beach, two loving parents, sister. Shout out Candice. Yeah, shout out Candice. Fuck yeah. Not many things for me to stress about um going back to your question what'd you say stresses at the moment What's your biggest stress and struggle at the moment i'd have to say career for me like probably for the past three years like i was so keen on the building trade something i've always wanted to do like getting heaps keen on it. i did my cert for i had this plan like i wanted to be a builder start my own building company and then just you get to that and it always happens. Like a lot of people at 21, 22, through those ages, you're like, do I want to do this? Because you're kind of, like I say, I wanted to go into building and start everything. You feel like you're trapped in that. And I like for so long, you do feel trapped in the job you've picked, especially throughout high school. is like this big like cloud over you. What are you going to do as a career? And yeah, I think in the past year, I've just been like, I don't know what I want to do. And so I guess when I signed up for the Cert 3 in personal training, it was just something to study, an avenue to look down 
anyway, like to, because you do feel trapped and when you're getting your, you know, you're getting your wage each week and you're working for someone, job security, I'd call it, you you get very used to that. And so I think, yeah, my biggest, I wouldn't call it a stress, but I'd call it something I think about before I go to bed is what I actually want to do. Just because I've had so many career thoughts in my head that I want to do and so many opportunities recently thrown at me as well, um, which I won't disclose in here, but just, yeah, it's fully hectic. I just don't fully know what I want to do at the moment. I'd say that's probably my biggest stress, but I wouldn't call it a stress. I'd call it a um, an up at night thought. Yeah, that's fair. Do you feel the pressure to have your next choice be the career you like the, the career the career line you go down well yeah that's a hard one too because now being 22 you'd think the next one you choose all right now that's the one because i'm going to get too old to keep swapping jobs but i guess i've done what i'm doing now for five years there's no reason i can't do the next one for five years and be like no, this is not what I want to do. Like Move to the next one. Yeah. You hear about so many people, even in their 30s or 40s, like changing careers. And you think that when you're younger, you have to do the one thing mm. forever. And some people are still stuck in that mindset. Yeah. Some people will be for the rest of their lives. They'll die doing the first job they ever did. Yeah. But I think I've come to realize that you can switch jobs and you can look down different career paths. You're not stuck in what you're doing now. Yeah. But I guess that's where the job security and what you're used to. Like, I'm so comfortable doing what I'm doing now. Like, yeah, the comfort's a big thing. I wake up at, you know, 5.30, get to work by 6.45, finish at 3.30, same gym, same, like, the work, gym, and home. It's just a big triangle for me every day. And I'm so used to it, and I'm so comfortable doing that. That stepping out into anything else is, like, fucking scary. Like, is it going to work? Like, it's a very nerve-wracking thing to do. It's so interesting that, you just expressed that your routine is comfortable, but I know your routine to so many people is fucking hell Mm. uh, because I dare say there's a lot of discomfort in your life daily, the work, your training, uh, tackling the obstacles of careers and things like that. So what's an obstacle and a discomfort for you now is someone's easy choice, but what's easy for you now is someone's discomfort or really hard choice and i always say this to everyone i work with one-to-one that anything you want to change can change but you have to change what you're doing so if you're sitting in the comfort zone things will stay comfortable in that area but a bigger pool of discomfort will grow that you'll have to face or swim through or jump into um is there anything that you want to ask me is there any topic you want to talk about or say to them or anything like that what you just mentioned then i think you did a podcast episode on it maybe last season of real change needs real change that was probably the biggest podcast i've been attacked on i feel like i've been attacked on a few (laughs) podcasts recently and they're the ones i usually share so obviously i always hype up your stuff as you do to me but with the podcast i feel like i share the ones where i feel attacked so there's, you've done, you've covered quite a few topics now. You've done two seasons, what's well, twenty episodes mm. of different topics, usually around mindset and obviously future self living. I think the real change needs real change one was a huge one when I was listening to it. I was like, fuck, he has done this podcast like about me. Like you just feel so attacked listening to everything, and when you're getting information from like, cause everyone listens to podcasts either for 
you know, you enjoy listening to comedy reasons or mostly self-development. If you yeah. go on Spotify right now and go on podcasts, you're going to come up, top chart's going to be a lot of self-development podcasts, stuff like that. And having your podcast, looking at it, I was like, fuck. Like, my close mate, I'm listening to his podcast and that's what's made me realise, oh, shit, real change needs real change. Like, absolutely wild that. And that's when, like, you listen to something like that, and signed up for Cert 3. I remember I was sitting on where Bulleye Beach is. you got the soccer field. I was parking up there. It was when I was doing 75 hard, and I was reading every morning, and I was listening to your podcast. I can't remember which one. It might have been the Real Change one. And then after hearing that, I'm pretty sure I went online to AIPT, and I signed up for That's the course, like, straight wild, up. Bro. Took my three grand. I was like, I'm not sure if I want to do it or not, but... Hey, if I keep talking about, oh, I would like to do PT, like, yeah, you can keep saying as much as you want, but real change needs real change until you just go online, do the course, and you're starting. Like, that's where the real change starts type of thing. Yeah, that's so interesting you say that. So, to be a little more direct now, some of the people who mentioned in past episodes that they feel attacked, you, it's been my, um, it's not even so much attacked, it's just highlighted or... Mm. Uh, you feel like the expressions are about you. My partner's one, then my mum, my sisters, uh, Alec was one too. Like it's always interesting that people feel like it is about them, but it's just about general topics. Does it ever feel weird to tune into your mate doing a podcast? Like is it ever weird just sitting there going, fuck, I'm going to listen to this dude for the next 30 minutes. And like I hear him every day or I put up with his fucking weirdness and he's just random shit. Like is it ever weird tuning into it? At the start, it was really weird. I was like, fuck, my mate doing a podcast. I was like, yeah, I'll hype him up, but this is a bit weird. Like (laughs) like listening to my mate talk about self-development and shit. I was like, like we talk about the weirdest shit like nothing self-development usually yeah, yeah. and to see you doing a podcast and listen to that first up was weird and after the episode just keep coming and coming on the topics as i started feeling attacked by the topics i was like fuck i really need to listen to these hey. um i have a question for you with the obviously season one season two you've just you've covered a shit ton of topics which isn't easy to talk about 20 different topics is obviously massive um season three you're starting with a discussion discussion with me what in this season is it just going to be discussions? Are you going to touch on more um, individual topics? Have you has like how you have been? Obviously, there's shit tons of topics to talk about, but coming up with a topic each podcast because obviously they're not scripted. You're fully off the cuff. You speak in your mind. Yeah. What is season three going to be, and what will you talk about going on? Yeah, I wrote that. <laughs> Um, each season's been its own step into something new. So season one was obviously starting it and talking about things I was passionate about. It was trying new things. It was doing the interviews. It was just getting it out there. And then I received feedback and you're never going to be able to please everyone. Um, people always have a for or against or an A and a B. So then some people saying, uh, I don't tune into long episodes and you know, like I like the guest ones, but I want to know more about you and your mindset. So then in season two, I shortened everything up between 20 to 30 minutes and I talked about things I was really passionate about. And it's interesting to call my own self out. If you scroll back through them, the ones that haven't done as good, are either A, because I forced it a little bit. It was something I just kind of thought of on the day 
um, or B, they're a bit too direct. So this channel is so fucking small and it's so early on. I'm just finding the footing of it. So then I thought, well, I've covered that. Some good feedback from uh, season two and then some good lessons. So then in season three, I thought, I just want to talk about things. I don't want it to feel as if I'm talking at you, which season two brought a little bit of. And it's good for, for some individuals. They definitely take away from that. But some people don't like to be called out so directly. Versus if we talk about something about mateship, a young male might listen and go, oh, fuck, I do that with my mate. It's something I could change. So discussions can just flow nicer. Um, but we can chat about anything. Like, what's this discussion about like there's no real topic on it Mm. we've covered training vulnerability we've covered this and that and i always felt when i tuned into podcasts that ones that talk about a range of different topics that you don't necessarily know what's going to be spoken about are more interesting because we could talk about vulnerability and then we could fucking stoogie or some random (laughs) shit or fucking training or whatever um so yeah season three is just gonna be discussions. There's nothing planned. It's just have cool guests on. Um, obviously, being a smaller channel, I can't gain the traction of big people yet. So if it's in a discussion, it's less of an interview. Like some of the people I've done the podcast with, like Josh and Shani, fucking insane stories. Mm. But to some people, they don't relate to it directly versus we can cover so many different things. What's a topic that I haven't covered that you'd be interested in me covering? Or what's something that you feel like I could talk about that you feel like I'd be scared to talk about? Or like what's, I don't know, it's kind of a multi-asked question, but what's something that you think people would be interested in listening to in season three? Um, I think relationships would be a big one. You haven't touched on relationships yet. That's, of course, as long as you want to talk about that. But I think relationships, not just your relationship and your past relationships, but how relationships work um, around training, like one partner wanting to get fit, say, and the other one, you know, drinking, stuff like that. Like how relationships affect so many different parts of your life. I think that would be, and obviously because you've gone through all that, that would be a good good topic to talk about. I I know that I would relate to that. I'd like to hear something. I'm sure there'd be a lot of people out there who would benefit from something like that. Yeah, that's a... Fuck, that's a good one. It'd be a very vulnerable one about my personal intimate relationships yeah. um, and then friendships too. <laughs> like we've been mates for years and when we were younger kids, it was it was very just simple and chill. And then as you become adults, you become more assertive on things you believe to be right. And I know I am not the easiest person or I haven't been in the past. I've worked on it so hard now. Like to not be the last person to say the last thing or to not always have to be right. Like that, they were things that I just was part of every relationship, friendship. Like you out of anyone uh, experienced that the most. And because of you, it's something I changed. Like I hated when you would want to say something or make a point, you kind of had to back down to what I would say, which again, like if you know what you know and you've experienced what you've experienced, everything I would say would come from a, a place of experience and being able to back myself, but letting people speak so important. Like just letting, you don't always have to be right in everything. Um, you don't always have to, yeah, you don't always have to fucking have your way be the way that it is. This is random, but something that just popped into my head. When we were 16, 17, 
I do this all the time. It's just, I don't know what it is. I think I have this weird uh, inclination or like towards being different or not being the same as everyone. But when we're in high school, we're all part of a big friend group. And then I was like, fuck this, man. Like, I don't like being in that group. I don't like having to be the way they are. I'm not, I don't like the popular kids acting dumb and doing dumb shit and having to just say that it's funny. Like that stuff always used to annoy me. So then I kind of split off and I was on my own for a little bit with like, you know, some friends and then you came over too. Why did you, this is ages ago, like 16 years ago. I remember it, dude. Why, why did you step on over? Like I was more of the black sheep out of the group. Um, Everyone was close and it was kind of like, oh, guys on his own. Like he thinks he's too good for us and whatnot. Why did you then choose to, kind of merge over and, and step into your own situation with me too when we were 16 17 you were getting heavily into the bodybuilding side of things and obviously i was slowly following that path with you like you were that kid with the chicken with maybe a bit of pepper and like cold broccoli <laughs> for lunch like every day and obviously we we're in that big group and i was kind of equal friends with everyone like we were pretty good mates but obviously the friendship was equal between everyone i think the path you were going down with bodybuilding and slowly wanting to get out of school and stuff like that, I saw as something like, like if he's doing that and he's going off, I could stay here with these boys or I can go over here. Over here, he's going here. Over here, I'm not saying he's going here, but I know that this one over here is going that way. And I think like the bodybuilding played a heavy role in that. I think when we kind of, when we did split off, most like our, we started a group yeah, type yeah, of thing. Yeah. Not going to mention specific names, but yeah. the ringleader, no longer ringleader, became, you know, our Part group. Of the group yeah. yeah. The group that was here came back over here just in a different, you know, hierarchy yeah, sort yeah. of thing. Hierarchy, good word. Yeah. Yeah. That was, yeah, fucking oath. That was an interesting thing. Even, um, this fucking things are just popping into my mind, which is <laughs> sick, but probably random to everyone listening. Training is so interesting to see the evolution of our training because I don't know what your perspective was, but because I started first and I was taller uh, and I was heavier, I always was stronger or being able to just do one more thing than you. And now it's completely the other way around. Like there's not one thing in training that I would have on you now, which is so interesting. Like what you stick to, I guess to make a point of this, what you stick to and put everything into changes the most. And I really worked hard with training and then I pulled it back, got into business and self-development. You worked really hard with training and then worked harder with training. And now you're fucking, I've, we couldn't even do a workout together now unless it was bicep curls without it fucking frustrating <laughs> you or not being enjoyable. Well, it's the most perfect example. Like you were focusing, like, let me put it for starters. You were a bully before you were stronger than me. When I was probably about 14, 13, maybe even younger, this motherfucker bullied me when I was in primary school. I had these sick haircut. Like back then, this was a thing. I had these lines in my hair. Mum had just put them in. I remember rocking up to a footy gala day and him just coming over to me. I don't think we knew each other that well. He looked over and said, nice lines. And everyone was cracked a big laugh. I was like, oh, this dude's fucked. You know, fucking five, six years later, we're in the gym training with each other. Obviously, always stronger, taller, just naturally bigger starting off. 
And you were always just going like that with training. And it is true. As soon as you put so much effort into something, like you were going like that, you were the what, youngest to step on the stage, 16 oh, yeah. years old, yeah, IFBB, yeah. bodybuilding. I remember that. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, this dude's going like this with his training. And we would like some of your days of training, we'd go to Plus Fitness fuck. in Thrill. You'd do like 12 back exercises. You'd do forearms after that. And then you'd do arms and then you'd do calves. And, like, forearms, arms, and calves are after every session. Like, it was astronomically stupid amount of volume. If you yeah. did even a quarter of that session, yeah, you'd probably My break in the- <laughs> You'd break it up. No, legit. legit. But, and then to see your shift into business and mine go more into training, like, it's just a perfect example about putting in the hard work. Mm. You saw my training go like that. Yours didn't go like this. It yeah. went like that. Yeah, yeah. But your business <laughs> go like that and, like, Obviously, money and stuff like that just went through the roof. Yeah. And it just shows that putting hard work into your different field, it's a perfect way to look at progression, like comparison to us two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back to what you said to start, one of the reasons I have so much relatability with so many people that I work with now is because I've been each person in so many situations. So, I've been the kind person and the mean person. I don't think... (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've been the kind person i've been the mean person yeah good um i've been the kid in school who yeah would really apply himself and then just fuck around um but yeah i remember i actually don't remember that situation but i remember us not starting off like close at all like we it was opposing schools like when you mind you 12 years old (laughs) when you're 12 years old there's beef between high schools like they have fucking area codes in america but most of my best relationships have started off average to start like i talked about in episode one with alec we didn't like each other to start either Mm. but then now it's like i truly i have two best mates which is you and him and it's because we've been through so many things like we've been through hyping each other up not hyping each other up uh, being best friends, being just acquaintances, being nice, being mean. Um, I've seen it firsthand, dude. <laughs> I know. No, for real. Legit. Yeah. yeah fucking. <laughs> can, can I come over? Nah, not today. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we went through a patch where we didn't talk for probably, this is while we were in high school, probably six to eight months. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't remember what it was over, but it was just like, we didn't hang out or stop talking. We, no, you remember what it was like. <laughs> we came back. <laughs> I remember walking up your hill like we hung out for the first time after like half a year, walking back up to your house and I was kind of like, you know, you wait around on your bike outside your mate's house waiting and like and invite me in and you're like, probably too soon, dude. <laughs> Riding back down the hill. Oh, fuck. Fuck it all. That's the, I remember that so vividly. But again, it's for the better. Like yeah. Everything's always worked out for the better because the relationship we have now. Yeah. Or fuck, go. Even when you went out and you're own doing your PT stuff, I can remember you and me were in some top classes in school, both in chemistry. Yeah, because you left school because I left, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay, what everyone okay. thought. Yeah, um, okay. I remember when you left school. How old would you have been? 17? Yeah. You were 17 when you left school. I remember... I didn't have my mate in chemistry, didn't have my mate in bio. I was in all these nerdy subjects without my best mate. And I was just like, fuck. And when I was doing construction, like, for a subject, I was like, I think I'm just going to get into the construction business. And after I remember telling all my teachers I was leaving school and they're like, you're only leaving because guy's leaving, aren't you? I was like, oh, everyone just thinks I'm following his footsteps. Yeah, yeah. And I remember when you left, we probably didn't hang out for good like year or so yeah. as you were doing your stuff i was doing my stuff obviously didn't have time 
remember coming back together was like we'd never like it's like we'd been hanging out the whole the time i think it's it must be a bloke thing and a good friendship thing you can just join back together have a coffee and a croissant or whatever and just fucking i definitely reckon it's a good croissant's interesting i definitely think it's yeah best mate thing i have that with some people but nothing like i have with you and alec yeah and i'm like i'm going traveling taking my business completely online um within you know a year or two and I would have been so nervous in the past, like, oh, you know, we won't be mates or like we won't hang out. But I know I'll spend 12 months traveling and then fucking come back and we'll pick up the same weird shit that we do and fucking it'll be like normal. I think I want to finish this with what what's next for you? Like what's your, in the next six months, what are you focusing on? What's the, the things that you're working on for yourself? Um, definitely career. I would like to have a career switch up, yeah. venture into something. I'm, obviously, I'm very invested in training and the gym. So, I think personal training was something I'd like to venture down. I got my CrossFit L1 recently too. Sick. Coached my first CrossFit class uh, probably three weeks ago now. Well, this is going to be released in a while. But somewhere around December, I did my first CrossFit class. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think personal training and something around gym is something – was when you're so invested in something and you love something so much – like why not go down that for career path i hope the career path if i do go down that route it won't um Mm. because you hear it a lot shy you away from wanting to train because obviously you know better than anyone sure you'd rock up to work at what 3 a.m or something stupid like that and you'd be there till god knows what hour like you're doing a 12 14 hour day in there and then you still got a (laughs) 15 hour day and then you got to train it's like the last thing you want to do is train in this building that you've been trapped in for 15 hours like i don't want that to happen which i don't think it will because i i don't know i enjoy it so much i can't i just can't see it happening to me but definitely something in fitness and lifestyle i'd like to jump into i think it's something i'd be really good at is there anything is there anything on your mind that you want people to do differently or just a one-liner that you feel like people could ask themselves like is my audience my fucking big old audience yeah uh yeah is there anything that you want to just put out there for people to do that you see that frustrates you or you want change or you want want to see people do different there definitely is and it's one thing that i've always struggled with and i still do and i'm working on is you don't know it all yeah like thinking that you know it all the amount of times i say i know i know to mum or dad or my boss or you or i say all the time like you're not going to learn if you just keep saying i know you might know it like even if you do know it listen to someone else's perspective because you might learn something new yeah talking to other people is where you're going to learn everything information gets passed down like not to get all primal and shit but Information gets passed down generations to generations and from people to people. If you don't talk to people and you're just in this mindset like, I know, I know, you are not going to learn anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You might think you know it all, but you just don't. There's three big things with that. The first one is uh, the more you learn, the less you actually know. Like you start to realize that you know less than what you thought. Mm. The second one is that uh, you can learn something from anyone at any point in time, whether that be what to do differently or whether that be what to do or what not to do. I always have this mindset, open mindset. 
when it comes to learning from people that are ahead of me, same as me or behind me, you can always learn from them. And a lot of my lessons are learning what I don't want to do. And if you're closed off to that because you think you're better than them, you'll miss out on the things that they're actually doing wrong that you could do better yourself. Uh, yeah, I mean, fucking stoked on this one. Stoked yeah. on this one. I'm actually glad we got to have a fucking laugh and a serious combo. Yeah. Um, and it's good that it wasn't the way the fucking at the old studio was. <laughs> yeah, I was nervous as, not going to lie, coming into this. Oh, sick. So nervous. Yeah. Like, what are we going to talk about? But I knew after that first initial minute or two, it was just going to like flow on. Like, even I spoke to Alec about when he did his episode. He said he was nervous at the start. And he just felt like he was a podcast god. Like, so he could sick. just talk on one forever. Yeah, yeah. Also, I wanted to say another thing. For those who do listen, who used to listen on Spotify, obviously this is only on YouTube now. Those who are cheapskates like me and don't have YouTube premium, I did find out a way to listen to, because obviously a lot of people listen to the podcast in the car or they just chuck their phone down and listen to it. If you go on YouTube in your browser, in your Chrome browser, uh, rather than the YouTube app, it's a bit complicated, but swipe down for your notifications and obviously it shows like what you're listening to in your chrome browser if you click pause turn off your phone and then click your phone back on it will have the um kind of little thumbnail and that you can click play shut off your phone and you can listen to the podcast without youtube Mate, premium. You're a fucking weapon oh, no. that's the cutest thing ever which would have been good for season two uh but season three is back on spotify Sick. Yeah, fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you still want to do that, you're more than yeah. welcome because the views on YouTube, that's what it means the most. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, people will probably want to tune in on YouTube anyway because it's it's you. Like, yeah. It's my, you're my best mate and people want to see the it. dynamic. Yeah, for, no, for sure, for sure. Uh, also, new studio set up too. So, if you're on Spotify, this is the third adaptation. There's probably going to be fucking five or six more so you can flick on over and now go to youtube which bumps both up anyway yeah so may as well like and subscribe too oh dude like subscribe comment <laughs> fuck i wanted to say that i've never said that before like comment subscribe and share the video with your friends yeah I those who that. might feel attacked by this discussion send it to them fuck see it. what they think so yeah share it on instagram yeah share it on the gram share it on snapchat share it on um tumblr whatever you got myspace <laughs> My space is still cranking. Put it up on kit. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, I appreciate you coming in. I appreciate you guys for obviously tuning in. If you're on YouTube, big thank you because the visuals are a big part of it. If you're listening on Spotify, thank you just as much because any form of support from you, which is mutual, right? You guys hopefully gain something from this episode and it's more motivating to keep cranking them out. But I'm excited for what season three will bring. Uh, Thanks for yeah, coming on, bro. No worries. This podcast studio, how it looks now too, this is only a couple months from what it used to look like. Yeah, yeah. And that was when you're on your couch and you had that little thing. Yeah. Now you got the lighting, you got two mics, you got air forces. Like, think about what this is going to look like another half a year. This you'll is- have Dwayne The Rock Johnson on here and you'll be in a studio, man. The Stoogie 3.0. The Stoogie 3.0. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll see you in the next one. Fuck it. Oh.